Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Bible Thumper Podcast, where somebody's got to say it. My name is Patrick Hayes, and with me tonight is my friend Darren McGowan, a former member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, also known as a Mormon. How are you doing this evening, Darren? Fantastic. Awesome. That's so... I wanted to say something else, but <clears throat> you can say whatever you say want, buddy. Fantastic. <clears throat> this is the Craigslist level podcast. So you have Joe Rogan, then you have about 50 feet of crap, and then you have us. Okay. So I did not know you were that well known. Yeah. You, <laughs> you just go ahead and be honest okay. on this thing. Yeah. Fantastic. We're looking for, for reality here. Okay. So Darren, you and I have known each other for, I don't know, several years now. <clears throat> We've gone to uh, the same church for a little while, been at several Bible studies together. And uh, one thing that's interesting about your past is that for a time, you were a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, also known to some folks as Mormons, Mormonism. So now I'll tell you this, growing up back east, I never met a Mormon. I mean, I'm sure they're out there. But once you start pushing west, Grand Junction, Colorado being like, you know, we're currently 30 miles from the Utah border, which right. is where most Mormons are. And then I think Idaho is the second most populated state with Mormons and the Mormon. I think per capita, but man, yeah, California's right. got a, a, probably a bunch yeah. somewhere in Missouri. I know there's a bunch cause there's a special part there's of Missouri. There's a special part of Missouri. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've done enough reading on it to at least get myself in trouble, but out here you run into plenty of people. So you're going to work for someone, you're going to have a friend, you're going to you know, you're going to learn about the LDS folks and Mormons. So tonight, <clears throat> uh, we are here to talk to you about where you came from, how'd you get into it, uh, what was it like in there, you left, and you are not a Mormon anymore. And I think there are a lot of Christians out there that would like to hear that story. So why don't you briefly just tell us a little bit about kind of where you came from? How were you raised? Were you in church? Were you not in church? You know, how did you finally first get exposed to, um, you know, the LDS church and where to go from there? Sure. So obviously my journey as a Mormon has a lot to do with my testimony as before becoming a Christian. Oh, okay. So great. Um, I'll just kind of start with that, with the, you know, Craigslist version of my testimony. Give it to us. There we go. Okay. So growing up, um, even as a very young child, I always knew there was a God. Okay. Never doubted. Never doubted. I can remember being in uh, third grade, fourth grade, and uh, I remember saying a bad word on this on a slide, you know, on the playground. And I was like, oh man, I'm sorry, God, I shouldn't say that. Wow. Right? No one ever taught me that, okay. which sounds kind of crazy, but no one ever did. But my childhood was kind of a train wreck. So my parents got divorced when I was a, when I was six. Okay. And then my dad died when I was eleven. Wow. And my mom. Uh, Who were you living with at that time? My mom. Okay. My mom. Yep. So and then my mom was kind of a wild child. She was definitely the black sheep of her family. Okay. So there was a lot of um, drugs and alcohol and mm -hmm. craziness. Uh, even after she got remarried. Um, Lots of stepbrothers and stepsisters along the way. So I was influenced in lots of ways, lots and lots of ways. Okay. Um, not all of them biblically based. Uh, not one, <laughs> I don't think was biblically based. Okay. I get it. 
But, um, but again, I always knew there was a God. So uh, starting in my, I want to say my seventh grade year, mm-hmm. I ran, I met some guys, uh, twins, John and Jason Isom. And um, we became oh, really good friends. Don't use their name. Don't use their oh, names on here. I can't use yeah, their names. No, we're opened up to a lawsuit. That's, oh, we're well, going to have to edit that. Okay. okay. Well, that wasn't the real names anyways. Yeah. Okay. But uh, anyways, good friends of mine. And um, their family was put together, man, mm-hmm. put together. And then another one of my buddies, Ben, he was also put together his family. And um, tell me what you mean. Like they all got along. Okay. It was weird. Without like, drugs. Without drugs and alcohol. So okay. like I would go over there for a dinner mm-hmm. and like they said grace yeah, and they didn't fight and they yell. didn't fight. Yeah. And they no one was smoking a clean bed to sleep in. Yeah. Okay. Like it was, it was crazy. <laughs> Toilet paper on the roll and oh, I mean, everything. I didn't even know how to use it. Okay, you know, just <laughs> but um, but yeah, so it was very attractive for a kid like me, mm-hmm. grown up in that circumstance, in those, those circumstances, and um, so then uh, one of their moms really took an interest in me. Mm-hmm. She started talking to me about their church. Yeah, and I would go to the church, and they had dances and. Um, I really didn't think about joining the church at that moment in time, but you know, there were dances with girls. There were girls there, you know, and sure. I'm in eighth grade. Of yeah. course and, I want to go. And these girls had all of their teeth. They, well, some of them. Okay. I mean, it's still Colorado. It's still Western Colorado. Yeah. Right. Okay. Right, right. Western slope right. Mormonism. But um, anyways, and they all took an interest in me because I was the new guy. Mm-hmm. So I thought, man, this is really, really cool. Yeah. So there was a, the stage was being set for me to, really, you know, be a Mormon. At jump on it. Yeah. Jump on it. So anyways, her mom, uh, his mom talked to me and brought the missionaries over and we started talking and, um, you know, you go through six lessons as a, you know, as you're with the missionaries before they ask you if you want to get baptized and become a member of the church. And okay. I mean, if they would have asked me after the first one, if I wanted to, I would have said yes. Okay. Cause I was like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. This is the, this, this is, is a good thing. This is a good thing. Yeah. This All is right. a good thing. So anyways, ended up doing that and um, eventually got baptized. Mm-hmm. Um, and not soon after I got baptized, um, I went straight to the temple to start doing some good old baptisms for the dead. Now, where were you at this time? I was in Denver. Okay, so they had a temple because in Grand Junction, they're breaking ground. That is correct. On the first Mormon temple. We're all well, it'll probably excited. be the first and only in Grand Junction. You think so? Yeah. Just because Denver only has one that I know of. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So the, the temple is different from their churches. Correct. Okay. And most places I've heard them called a steakhouse. Have you heard that? Is so, that a derogatory term? No, or is no, no, that, no. So no. that's what a Mormon would call them. So you've got the temple. Yeah. The right. Temple. And then you, so your steakhouse is like the head regional church sure for the area for the area yeah because then they have all the different wards yeah that you would break up depending on where you live okay and i'm going to explain this and you correct me if i'm wrong because okay. i know a lot of folks that listen might have never experienced mormonism okay so in a steakhouse which is what if we drove by it we would look and be like oh that's a church correct okay so in there they have multiple quote congregations that they call wards and those are made up of the area. So you don't like as a Christian, you find a church that is like-minded in the way that you believe and you like the church and that's where you go. But in Mormonism, there is a local one and you go to that local one based on your, based on geography. 
That's right. Okay. And each one of those is broken up into wards. So you'll have multiple groups meeting at different times in the same building. So they utilize the building, but it's all from people that are close by. That is correct. So you're going to what we would call church with your neighbors or people in a general region around where you live. Is, and it's, des- it's that designed right? that way. Yes. Okay, sure. It's no, potentially it designed that way. Yeah. yeah. You might as well get close to your neighbors rather than close to someone that lives 45 minutes or an right. hour away. Okay. Right. So, so you, and that just, just to clarify, that yeah. does not just happen at the steakhouse. That could okay. happen at any of the churches, Mormon churches. Mm-hmm. You could have multiple wards yeah. in any of them. Yeah. Yeah. So now, um, you said that, uh, after you joined, you went to the temple. That's right. So is is that a special thing? What's, you know? Yeah. So in order to go do work in the temple, uh-huh. you have to be what's called temple worthy. Okay. So you have to oh, sit bro. down. Oh, yeah. So you have to sit down with the bishop and get interviewed and you get a card. I'm getting stressed out already. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and you get a card that says that you're temple worthy and you present that. Say it like as a recommendation for you to go do work at the temple. And when we're talking about work, we're talking about work for the church, like doing the spiritual work of the Lord for Mormonism. Right. Okay. We're not talking about mowing the lawn and dusting. No, no, no. Okay. So I've heard friends of mine out here that are Mormons that I know joke and use the term card carrying Mormon. Right. There's actually something to that. Yeah. So you had a literal card. Like I have an NRA life member card. You had a Mormon membership card temple worthy card correct and no one was temple worthy if you weren't a member of the mormon church that is right you couldn't you were not able to go visitors do work there. you could you could go in and visit okay but like if you were visiting the mormon church and kind of like checking it out you can't go and help out doing the work in the temple no okay yeah nope all right so you're a card carrying mormon now and you go to the temple and what are you doing there i am doing baptisms for the dead of course you are and Why wouldn't I? I mean, that's that's one of my favorite passages in the Bible that I always turn to for strength and encouragement whenever I'm down and out is I say, you know what? I'm, I'm going to go baptize someone for the day, and that's just going to get me back on track. Right. You wonder why everything. What the hell is that, Darren? (laughs) Nobody knows what that is that's listening to us. Well, you need to be a card-carrying member to find out. Okay. Oh, so you can't talk no, about I, of that. Of course, I can. Is talk there an about NDA? It. Did you have to sign a non-disclosure <laughs> agreement? No, but when you went in there? I'll tell you. I'll tell you that it is okay. highly, highly encouraged to never talk about it as a member. Like really? Yeah, yeah. It's very secretive. It's supposed to be, you know, very special. They use the term sacred all the time. Sacred. Like whenever I would talk to some Mormon missionaries because they'd come knock on my door out here and I would chit chat with them at the door and I would start asking them some questions and, and like pointing out like, what on earth is this that you guys are doing? This is not in the Bible. They would get defensive and try to put me on the defense by Mm -hmm. saying, you're making fun of our sacred things. These are sacred, you know, uh, items and, you know, activities that we do. And, you know, you shouldn't be talking about them like that. You've had members actually tell you that. Oh yeah. Really? Yeah. It doesn't work. Well, you come across a little brazen. I could see that. Yeah, I don't have any shame. It's like, buddy, you ain't going to shame me <laughs> out of asking you any more questions. So shift gears here. Right. Okay, so you are encouraged not to talk about what goes on in the temple. Sure, even my best friend growing up, mm-hmm. which is not one of the guys that I met. This no, so not, an, not a non-Mormon. Not a non-Mormon, but um, he was Mormon. And, and, okay, was he um, temple? I, re- 
He said he was. Did you check his I card? I knew him better. Did you see his card? No, I never saw his card. We, him and I never went to the temple together. But what I will say is, even after he, so he got married in the temple. Wait, wait, we got to back up. Hold on. Never went to the temple together? Did groups of people like go to the temple together oh, as yeah. an activity to? Yeah, absolutely. Do, what other activities My youth were group, there? The, oh, yeah. So your youth group went there to baptize people for the dead? Yeah. I mean, what else are you going to do in an afternoon? Okay. What other activities go on there? At the temple? Sure. Sure. So you got, well, so you can, there's, gosh, there's a lot. You can do baptism for the dead. That's mm -hmm. probably the one that's most that's talked like, about, right? Oh, sure. And then you can get, you're supposed to get sealed in the temple. Okay. And that's as, as a marriage, right? Married in the temple means okay. sealed. So that's what they call right? it. And so you're sealed for eternity. Yeah. And there's a bunch of rituals that yeah. go on with oh, all yeah. that. And they're yeah. very, as you put, sacred. Yeah. And all my uh, divorced Mormon friends have told me about that. Yeah. You know, how they're married forever. Yep. Yep. Okay. Even if they leave. Yep. It's over. <laughs> it's over. If you didn't leave. But, um, and then you can get, you can also get married for dead people as would, well. So like, so like if a, married? if a, I, that's a great question. Okay. And it's probably so, something I should have asked a long so time ago. None of these things popped up. Like, why am I being baptized for the dead? No. Did I mention that there were girls in, in my, the water, in the world that I like in the youth group. Right. So it was just, Oh yeah, let's do that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Yeah. This is going to get me this is, what we're handling outside of snakes. my car. This okay. is the next best yeah, thing I could bring do them over here. <laughs> no, I get it. Okay. Yeah. So from well-to-do clean cut families, right? Okay. Their hair was done. They smelled good. Their dad had money. Correct. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Baptize them for the dead. Let's do it. So baptize them. So the, yeah. So if, if a couple wasn't Mormon when they died, mm -hmm they would you could go in and do work mm -hmm. and get married for them you could someone could stand in their place you could stand in their place and get married mm -hmm. so then they could and, be sealed and, for eternity and children were doing this yes minors um <laughs> you know what no i would okay. no not not minors absolutely not um you would have to be married in order to go do that i believe okay. i never did that i'm mm -hmm. trying to re and it's, it's been a lot of years now but uh and i don't want to misrepresent that oh yeah no that's fine I want to make sure. Yeah. Yeah. We want accuracy. We do. Okay. So, uh, you were doing, so this lady, the mom of these kids that you were friends with took a shine to you, kind of brought you in under her wing with their family, made you feel welcome. You started going and doing activities with the youth group at the temple. Correct. Okay. Continue yeah. with your story. So needless, so needless to say, my card carrying days were short. Really? Yeah. Uh-oh. What happened? Yeah. Well, as a good Mormon, if I messed up, I had to go talk to my bishop. So in I, what way? What required a mess up? So re well, if you got a girl pregnant. Got a girl pregnant. Uh-huh. Um, killed somebody. Which, that was on the list. That was, I was like, joking. No. Girl, seriously, it got a girl pregnant, or you had sex out of wedlock. Uh-huh. Or you did drugs or you got drunk or uh -huh. you um Lots of, lots okay. of things. Socially unacceptable behavior. Okay. Right. Got it. Right. Could keep you from so being you a card carry member. Then you had to repent. You, there was some time out that you had to spend some, you know, you had to repent for a certain amount of time before the bishop who made the final in, decision. Yeah. To punch your card. Yep. To get okay. you go back, to go back. And then, so you lost your card. I, I just never went back to the temple. I don't. Okay. So. If I were to have been interviewed by my bishop at the time, mm -hmm. let's say a year into it, mm -hmm. I and I was honest with him, uh -huh. I probably wasn't going to go. Okay. 
<laughs> so it wasn't going to go. So that was short lived, but you were still, so what age did you start with the Mormons? So I'm going to say around 14, mm-hmm. 14, 15. And then, uh, in my, the summer of my senior year, we moved from the Denver area out to Fruta. Okay. Okay. And so I spent my senior year at Fruta where I became seminary president. So I got back into it. I was really wanting to make sure, you know, it was a brand new start for me. Mm-hmm. Um, Coming to a new town, new, new town, school, new sc- right. So put the right foot forward. Yep. Okay. So for those of you who don't know, so Fruta, Colorado is basically the Western side of Grand Junction, Colorado. It's in the same Valley. It's even closer to Utah. It's even closer to Utah. So you could feel the Mormonism like pulsing oh, stronger. The spiritual magnet is okay. insane. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so you're the whatever, whatever president of the Mormon society at your high school. I know I'm missing the vernacular and I'm not That's trying okay. to, but we all understand. You got it. What, okay. And you did that your senior year. And then, then what? Then high school is over. High school's over. Went to college, found out college wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, met a met a lady mm-hmm. um, who ended up being my my wife, my mm-hmm. first wife at the time. Okay. Married and in the temple. Good nope. war- Mormon girl. No, no. That's, let me, my words, Whoa. not yours. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We're ready. So. Lay it on us. I was getting ready to go on a mission because I didn't want to go to college. Sorry to keep doing this. Explain to us what a mission is. A mission is a two-year stint that all good card carrying members <laughs> Um, male or female mm-hmm. go and you get trained at the missionary training center. They call it the MTC. And then you go out, they send you wherever they need you. Mm-hmm. So it could be it Zimbabwe. Could, it could be Zimbabwe. Mm-hmm. It could be the Congo could be Ukraine. Could it could be, be fruit of Colorado. It could be South Korea. Right. Okay. Right. It doesn't matter. Let me ask you something. Are there certain families that just happen to get posted in Hawaii for their two years. Never knew anybody that got uh, posted in Hawaii. Okay. It's not like if your dad is. You I know, mean, the bigger the tide that your family makes. I didn't want to say that, but you know, <laughs> is there a way to grease the wheels to keep my kid in an English speaking first world country with actual doctors and white sheets? Or is it like. Yeah. No, I've, I, I never heard that. <laughs> that's good. Okay, great. Yeah. No, that's nice to hear. Okay, so you didn't go on a mission. But I will say, going through the MTC, you hear stories. So if you're not the bright, <laughs> if you're not the brightest of the bunch, <laughs> you don't go, they're not going to try to teach you a second language. They're going to keep you stateside. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So all the missionaries that I talked to, like, couldn't hack it at language school. Probably. Okay. Probably. Here's a Rosetta Stone. <laughs> Here's Babel. Yeah. You can't let it on Babel. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. So, um, you decided not to go on a mission. After right. High so, because I met, I met, uh, my first wife mm-hmm. and I was like, man, if I go on a two year mission, she she's may, be gone. she might sure. be gone. Married to right? someone else, maybe, and she's not someone. Mormon. She doesn't get it. Yeah. Right. She's but, not going to wait. Yeah. Do the girls wait for the Mormon guys? Is it like back Ooh. in the forties when the guys go off to war and the girls like give them a locket of their hair and. So traditionally, because the Mormon missionary guys aren't married. Correct. Correct. Are they ever married? No. So if you get married young, you don't go on a mission. Correct. Okay. Yeah, that's absolutely right. But most of them don't get married because they want to go on a mission. Right. So if they are. Well, you go at like 18, 19 years old. 
but even so you there's not going to be many serious relationships that are going to be put on hold for the mission right now okay. now i've know several mm-hmm. that they were dating and they did yeah. wait they were in love for and each they other. wanted to get married and they waited yeah. till their but the pressure over. in the family yeah is to wait for that young man to because come you back want to go on a mission Right. You want your kids to go on a mission. Well, and it's expected. It's expected of every young man in the Mormon church to go on a mission. Okay. What's the purpose of the mission? To spread spread their gospel. Their message. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Got it. So, but yeah, I know a lot of girls that did wait. Okay. For their guys to come back. Wow. And I knew a lot that didn't wait for their guys to come back. Sure. But it's just part of, you know, being young. I don't know how you expect that. Yeah. Um, type of commitment when you're so young and really understand it and get it. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, you got married. I did get married. Okay. How did she take to Mormonism? Well, by the time I got married, obviously knowing that she wasn't LDS either, that Mm -hmm. I didn't really push it. Mm -hmm. And I was also, I also joined the military at that time. Okay. So I was in the Navy and, uh, the only way to get the Navy to pay for her to go with me was to be married. Was to be married. So we got married young, mm-hmm. right? All the wrong reasons, but a lot of cool stuff came out of it at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, but even at that, I stationed on board the ship. I was going to church. I was involved. They had Mormonism? Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. In boot camp, in A, in a school, mm-hmm. I was able to go to Mormon church. Okay. Yeah. Whatever local one yep. off the base that there was. Yep. Even okay. on base. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yep. So whatever religion you're a part of, mm-hmm. you find those group of people and, and they you, give you a time to meet and, and you, you have and a meet. little thing. Yeah. Okay. Abs- yep. Got yep. It. I don't know what it's like now. It's a lot of years ago, but sure. Um, yeah, that's the way it was. So when I did go to church, it was always a Mormon church. Mm-hmm. When I did talk about it, it was always in the, in the um, realm of Mormonism. Everyone that you surrounded yourself with as far as spirituality up to that point was Mormon. Correct. You didn't really have much of any experience with any form of Christianity, only Mormonism. That is correct. Okay. Outside of my grandmother being Catholic and making me go to her whenever church, you were whenever yeah. I was with her. Okay. Outside of that. Yeah. Um, I did nothing. Okay. So that was time in the Navy. Mm-hmm. Got out of the Navy. Got out of the Navy, went to go work, worked for several years. And then uh did you move back here? Western Colorado yep. again? Okay. Yep. Western Colorado. And then uh we got pregnant with our first kid and right. I was like, oh, because you know how it is when you're going to be a parent. Yeah. Oh, I got to get my life together. Got to straighten it yep. out. Got to yep. straighten it out. Grow up. I want to give them, you know, give them the best opportunity and mm-hmm. morals and standards and blah, yeah. blah. So for me, that was Mormonism. Oh, yeah. I mean, there was never a second guess around that. Sure. So I, uh, my wife at the time did not want to be Mormon. Okay. And I did not want to be anything else. So we agreed to try each other's churches. Basically. So her mom grew up as an AG. What's that? Assembly of God. Okay. Okay. And so we, I went to the first assembly of God up in, up in parachute with her. And I was like, Nope, Mm. Nope. They started, you know, pre talking in tongues. And and, that was a little charismatic, a little charismatic. Man, it was crazy. Sure. It was crazy. One thing you will find with Mormonism, it is homogenous. Oh, very okay, much You so, can yeah. go to any Mormon church in the country and you're going to expect to get the same hamburger from McDonald's that you got somewhere else in the country. Correct. Okay. There's not 
a bunch of variation because they believe they've got the truth. So let's make it all exactly the same. Well, not only the truth, but the mm -hmm. truth is given to them all the time through their prophet. So yeah. even if there is a an issue, a course up, correction, yeah, it's, it's across okay. the board. Right. And we're all going to adopt it and jump in. Right. There's no questions. No one's arguing. No one. Of course not. Because no, there were never arguments in the early Christian church. That's the beautiful thing about it. I remember Paul's entire life with Peter and Timothy and Barnabas. They, they just all agreed. Right. Okay. Okay. So you went there, said, uh-uh. And then? Then she came to the Mormon church with me a couple times. For the first time? Was that her For the first, first time, yeah. Okay, so yep. she'd never been to one. Now, I, I never admitted this until later, but this the time that she came with me the first mm -hmm. time, something was starting to happen. God was starting to work on my heart then. Really? And I never, I didn't know what it was though. I couldn't tell you, but I was, I felt remarkably uncomfortable. And this is years of going to church and getting up at the fast and testimony. So every fourth Sunday, you get up and you have a fast and testimony Sunday and people, you fast until your church time is over. Mm -hmm. So the night of, and then, yeah, yeah. right. But you get up, everybody's encouraged to get up and tell their testimony. Okay. And almost everybody's testimony starts off with, I know this is the true church. And I know that Joseph Smith is a true prophet. Almost everybody Darren, starts there. Darren, have you ever studied Chinese or North Korean communism? Because they have, the it's children, next on my list. They have the children get up every single day in front of their class in school and recite similar ideas. Yeah. I have no doubt. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So, and you have, you know, seniors to young children yeah. getting up and doing this. Sure. Well, and there's a little bit of pressure. Oh, huge. Okay. So in all those years, how many times does someone get up and say, you know what? I'm just having some doubts guys. I've been reading the Bible and I feel a little uncomfortable about this and I'm just not sure that this is the way to go. Never. Okay. Never happened. But boy, I want to go back and do it. <laughs> Okay, the idea that that's never happened is bothersome. Yeah, I'm sure it's happened somewhere. Sure. <laughs> right, but not in my experience. Okay, so you were having concerns, but you couldn't, could you verbalize them now, what they were, or it was just a feeling of uneasiness? Yeah. I don't want to put words in your no, mouth. No, no, no. It, it was, I just remember sitting there and we were in the back, mm -hmm. which is fine. Yeah. In the back, and that's I just remember hearing these people talking, mm -hmm. and I'm like, why don't, why do I not feel comfortable? Like mm. what's going on? Wow. And of course, you know, my wife wasn't comfortable either. I could, sure. I could yeah, see yeah, yeah. But that's for a different reason. It is. It so, is for a different reason. Yeah. So you would just tamp it down as a good Mormon. Yep. 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 That's the devil. Devil's <sighs> coming in with temptation. So then we went to another church mm -hmm. and I didn't like that either. Another Mormon church or, or a separate, a, a Christian separate, church? No, a separate Christian church. That your wife picked. You know why I didn't like it? I don't know. Those heathens were playing the guitar. Oh, on Sunday? On Sunday. In church. In church. Where Jesus gets his mail, they were playing the guitar. And the drums. Wow. I was livid. I stood up. I wouldn't sing. I had my arms crossed. I was like, you guys need yeah. to. You guys, I was, seriously, I remember sitting there going, you need to be Mormon. You need to be baptized. Or you need to be baptizing someone for the dead. You yeah. need to get over this. Yep. I was, wow. I was not happy. And so we went again. So the next weekend we went back to the another, you know, the same Mormon church, but we went back to the Mormon church again. And that time I was like, 
yeah, something's not something's not right. But I was not ready to go yeah. back to anything. Sure. So anyways, that church that was playing the drums, mm-hmm. uh, there was a pastor there. I'll just say his name, Mark. Okay. Uh, pastor Mark. And um, he knew he could see it. I mean, I'm a big guy. Yeah. So in a he small could see that you were uncomfortable. in a small town. Yeah. You having 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 the new, new guy, guy, yeah, a new big guy come with, into the with a little bit of a frown on his face and his arms, and not just frown. Yeah, I could have killed people with a look. Yeah, like and, and Darren, you, how tall? You're six two, right? I'm six two, about okay. two forty. Yeah, yeah. He, you know, Darren's not a small guy in any room he walks into. So right. okay, so he sees you standing there with a frown or a scowl. Yeah, <laughs> not happy. Yep, and I just remember <laughs> my wife at the time going up talking to him, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. he comes to me after the service. Yeah, I was like, you should come over for dinner. Oh man! And I was like, I should come over for dinner. <laughs> tell you about your and I'm going to tell you about what's wrong with all the stuff you're doing here, pal. And so, I, I did. I met mm-hmm. with him, and I and we went over there, and and I I brought my trifold, which is the Book of Mormon, Pearl of Great Price, and Doctrine and Covenants. I thought it was a quad, plus the King James Bible. No, that is that's that's it. The Book of Mormon, oh, sorry, Pearl of Great yes, Price, and right, Doctrine, right, 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 and, right. And, the, and the King James correct, Bible, correct. yeah. So I've heard it called a quad. The King James Bible, so as far as that, it's translated. Translated correctly. Yes. Yeah, because where yes. it's not translated correctly, i.e. different from the Book of Mormon, <laughs> we reject those scriptures. Yes. Those are mistakes. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, because I've heard it called a quad. And just so everyone knows, this book is no less than 12 inches thick. It's pretty <laughs> it could take a 12-gauge slug and stop it cold. I mean, it is a book. Yeah, you probably couldn't even get through the Old Testament. Yeah. Slug. Like, you got plenty. There's probably take a 50 cal and be okay. Uh, okay, so you actually brought literature and, was, and you were going to talk to him about... Yeah, about Mormonism. Wow. About, you know, maybe he should reconsider. So... so Short story long is this. Yeah. He started talking to me, started asking me some questions, primarily around works and yeah. grace. Did Mormonism come up yet? Or was this just kind of like part of the conversation? Well, he asked me what I believed as a Mormon. Okay. So he knew that you came from a Mormon oh, church. Oh, yeah. It's yeah, not yeah, like yeah, he yeah. didn't know and he just thought you guys were visitors. Okay. Yeah. He okay. knew. He yeah. knew. Um, and so I told him, you know what I have been taught to recite sure. over the course of the last 12 years. Yeah. Even more probably. Yeah. And I was like, okay, this, what, what do you mean? That doesn't work for you? Yeah. You know, and he just, and then he got out his Bible. Sure. And I do believe it was the King James Bible at the time. Good thing. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. Otherwise you wouldn't have listened. I'm sorry. He did get his Bible out, but mm-hmm. then he grabbed mine. Oh, and he's like, I'll just show you in yours. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I don't, I don't need this. I can go to yours. So this guy worked me. He were like, I left his house mm-hmm. once ang- I, angry. Okay. I was Ooh. angry mm-hmm. and I was, but you brought it up. You went over there to confront I his did. beliefs and you were upset that he had the nerve to stand up for him. Well, not just stand up for, <laughs> not just stand up for him, but he was bulletproof. Like I had nothing. Sure. I had nothing. Cause that's what the Bible says. Yeah. The Bible says it's not what we do. Right. Ephesians 2, 8, 9. Yeah. For right? by grace are you saved through faith and that not of yourselves is a gift of God, lest any man should be. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And we just dissected that. Uh-huh. I'm like, but you got to do good things. Yeah. You got you to make up your part. So Mormonism, if for those of you that don't know, is a mixture between grace and works. Sure. Right. Also so, known as work salvation. Right. It is. <laughs> but it is. But it's tricky, right? It's yeah. Tricky. Because it's they a play do on words. talk about the grace. They do. Yeah. In Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. So they, man, it's there. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyways, I, man, for the next couple of three weeks, 
I just, I mean, I was in a fog. I was going to work. I didn't know what was going on. I couldn't get my job done. God was really poking at me, but I didn't understand how. I didn't understand why. So I got the Bible out. I'm starting to read. I'm starting to pray for truth. And as a Mormon, you, I've been telling everybody around me that I've had the truth for years. Mm -hmm. So if I've been saying that, then that's on my heart. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean that. So for me to ask God to show me the truth, and if I'm wrong, show me. And man, I... (sighs) I don't even understand what really happened, but I remember walking down my hallway and it hit me. It just hit me. Like the Holy Spirit was there. It hit me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm a dirtbag. Like I need the only way I'm getting to heaven, mm-hmm. any heaven, mm-hmm. any level of heaven, any of the three, any of the three, which we can get into <laughs> later, but any, any heaven yeah. is Christ going to have to pay the penalty on the cross. Yeah. Right. That's yeah. it. Not, nothing of mine. Nothing of, of mine. Yes, mm-hmm. all of it. And I dropped to my knees and I prayed for him to save me. And it was over from that moment in time. Like I, I got saved that day. Wow. Felt good. It felt great, but I was also petrified. Sure. Because now on the other side, on the other side of that coin, there are consequences. Yeah. Okay. Because my beliefs changed and now I have this whole lifestyle that I've been a part of. And what do I do with that? Right. Right. I can only imagine what, so my, none of my family was Mormon. So mm-hmm. for me, it was a little bit easier just to flip the switch, I guess. Mm-hmm. But man, I feel for those individuals that know that it's not true, yeah. that it's a bunch of hooey yeah. and stay in it because they don't want the ramifications from their family. Yeah. And, and let's, let's talk about that for a second, because I have some friends that have come out of Mormonism from uh, Utah and a lot of people have no idea how it works. And the majority of Utah, and I mean the vast majority of Utah, is all Mormon. Uh, senators are Mormon. Congressmen are Mormon. Nine out of ten judges in the state are Mormon. Police and fire are Mormon. The odds are your wife is Mormon, her family's Mormon, your boss is Mormon, his family's Mormon, your family's Mormon. Right. The idea of coming out of something like that, being surrounded by those people, I mean, there's no way it's going to go over well. No. You know, so it would be very scary because, okay, so let me ask you this. What would happen in that case? You are the guy I just described. Okay. You came from Mormonism. Your wife's family came from Mormonism. Mm -hmm. Your boss is Mormon. You have a good six-figure salary doing whatever. Okay. You, all your buddies in your neighborhood are Mormon. Your, your kids go to the LDS church with you and they're active and doing everything. One of your kids is off on a mission and you go through the transformation you just had. What's your life like after that? Judged. Really? It's judged harshly. Yeah. Um, and a lot of pity. Sure. Oh, oh I can't believe poor this poor guy is poor going confused. Through, man. Yeah. Guys, we need to pray for him. We yeah. need to anoint him with oil. Let's Bless get him over his here. Heart. Yeah. <laughs> no, they're not Southern Baptists. <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, yeah, there's a lot of that. Now I will say over the last probably decade, maybe 15 years because of technology and information, the internet, the, mm-hmm. everything, there is far more people leaving the faith Yeah, because growing up in it mm-hmm. or the time I spent in it, what there was one other thing other than saying, I know this is the true church and I know that Joseph Smith is a true prophet is mm-hmm. do not read any anti-Mormon literature. They really do say that. Oh, yeah. That is, that was, no, again, this is, gosh, that's how old I am. 
prior internet. Yeah. Okay. So it was easy not to go read it because yeah. I hate to read as it is. Sure. I'm not going to go read yeah, anti-Mormon literature. Yeah. yeah. I can, you, they can barely get you to read the, the Mormon right. literature. Right. Right. But that is the same thing that every one of my friends that came out of the Jehovah's Witness Church said. If it's not published by the Watchtower Society, we right. ain't reading it. We're not allowed to. Yep. Okay. And the idea that someone would suggest you're not allowed to read or talk about ideas that are anti yours should scare the hell out of anybody. Because if it's the truth, it'll stand up to anything. Right. It doesn't need, it doesn't matter if it's contested. The truth has no agenda. Right. It is the truth because it is true, not because I believe it. The truth just I brings about it. more truth. Mm -hmm. Right. So if it, right, if it is true, it should just be that. Yep. <clears throat> um, but again, hindsight is 2020 and expensive. Okay. Right. Mm -hmm. So I wished that I did my due diligence back then as opposed to now, but for, you know, God always has a reason for it. Right. Yeah. So I was allowed to go through that desert in order to hopefully help people now. Sure. And that's kind of what I have tried to do since then. Okay. So you are struggling now. You've been a couple weeks after meeting with this pastor, this fellow Mark. And now what do you ever go back? Do you talk to your wife about it? Do you talk to this pastor about it? Oh yeah. I definitely talked to my wife about it. Mm -hmm. Right. She's excited about it. Okay. That, you know, I'm saved and I'm not yeah. a Mormon anymore. Sure. So you said at that point, I can't, I'm not Mormon. I can't do this. Right. Okay. So was that, gosh, I, I, I wish I could explain. Give it a shot. For me, it was imagine getting up and telling somebody that you deny Jesus Christ. Sure. That was me. That's for yeah. a Mormon saying, I think Joseph Smith was a crackpot and I deny him. Yeah. It's almost the same thing. Of course. Right. Maybe not quite, but really, really close. Yeah. Because so, there's a deity attached. Right. My whole life is centered around this prophet and what he teaches. Yep. And the book that he received and everything that's come from it. Right. So uh, there was a lot of sleepless nights, anxiety, even as a saved Christian at that point. Mm -hmm. I mean, the doubts, whew, they were, it was big time. Yeah. So I struggled with that for a I, years, to mm -hmm. be, if I'm being honest, it was years. Um, I don't struggle with that now just because I've learned so much more and, you know, I've tested my faith and I know where I'm at. So sure. No big deal there. But I will say that I didn't have the same um, anchors as the vast majority of other Mormons. So it's, I can only imagine how much harder it is for them if they want to get out. Yeah. And the struggle that they would go through. Did anyone come looking for you? Oh yeah. Oh man. They still come look for me. I know. I was at your house that one night. For the oh Bible yeah. That's study, right. Remember? And that's there was right. Like four guys that showed up. Yeah. <clears throat> and I politely told them to leave at that moment in time. Yeah. They got to be ready for it. Yeah. Like, especially when they come with several people, not just the missionaries. Yeah. But there's just a few questions. I like to just ask them questions around grace and salvation and you know where it show, show me in the bible where you you know you need to if you do this you go to this level of heaven if you do this you go to the other level of heaven if you do this you get to go to the celestial kingdom and you know have spirit babies and yeah do your own and rule your own planet yeah yeah <clears throat> planets planets now they don't tell you that till you're like a level 33 degree mormon right very very close patrick <laughs> good job yeah i think we were talking before the show that uh, a lot of the rituals inside the temple are very messianic at, uh, at the core. 
Okay, so <clears throat> so you're out of that, and now what are you doing with Christianity? I got involved with that same church that plays the guitar. Get out of here. I know. Did you learn the drums? Nope. Nope, not at all. <laughs> and it took me a while, man, but uh, I got over it. But they threw me right into teaching Sunday school, and I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I didn't know a darn thing. And they hooked me up with another. He's a lifelong friend now, but um, another buddy of mine, and we taught it together. And um, I learned a, I learned a truckload. Got involved with Awanas, um, did all that stuff, and just over the course of time, you know, keeping my faith in uh, biblical Christianity, and never looked back. And I have no qualms about any of it now. Okay. Wow. So let me ask you this. What what have you found to be incongruous with Mormonism and Christianity and the Bible now that you've been out for a while? What are the things that jump out at you as, you know, how do you guys not see that this goes against what the Bible says, that this is different? You guys believe this. We, You know, the Bible and Jesus taught that. So the biggest thing for me is the works piece, mm -hmm. right? Every other major religion is a works-based religion outside of biblical Christianity. Mm -hmm. Every single one. Show me one that's not. Even sure. Buddhism. All of them. All of them. They're <clears throat> yeah. all work-based. Yeah. It's either all Jesus's work on the cross or it's Jesus's work on the cross and something else. And you. You got it. Right. You were involved somehow. Yeah. Okay. And if you didn't do your part, you weren't saved. Mm -hmm. That's what it comes down to. No matter what, how small the part is, Jesus could have 99%, but if you didn't do your one part, yeah. well, then you weren't it. Mm -hmm. You didn't make it to the top level. Sure. Uh, the other pieces, the three levels of heaven. So you okay. asked me what's incongruent. I, I was just going to ask about, or I was just going to cut you off on that because what you said was if you didn't do your part, you're not going to get to the best place. So what a lot of folks don't understand is that the Mormons believe that there are three heavens. There is a hell, but if you really dig in and ask them about it, you'll find that it's practically empty. I mean, almost nobody goes there. So the lowest level of heaven is for non-Mormons that don't believe in Mormonism, but weren't like basically Judas Iscariot. Right. Okay. You could not be Mormon and make it to the terrestrial kingdom. Correct. Okay. Then you have the mid-level Mormonism. kingdom. Okay. Where you are not a card-carrying Mormon, but you were Mormon. You were baptized in the Mormon church. You're a member of Mormonism, but you know, you still... You still listen to that drum set and the guitar and you're smoke bad, cigarettes. If you were a baseball player, you're doing great. You're batting about 500. Okay. <laughs> and then the top level is only reserved for the baptized, card-carrying members of the Mormon church. Those that, that were are really sealed faithful, in the temple with oh, yeah. their wife. So you have to be married in the temple. Uh, you know, you're the ones that are going on the missions. You're the ones that are doing all the work in the temple. You're doing the whole thing. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, even, so you have to be a card-carrying member mm -hmm. the day that you die. Really? Uh, yeah. I mean, that's it. To be temple worthy means you get to dwell with God. Now, see, this is what will get a lot of Mormons, friends Thinking of mine, get it? like angry oh, with me. That's yeah. not true. Uh -huh. That's not true. It amazes me. And I was in the same boat. It amazes me how many um, Mormons really don't know yeah. what they believe. You see that book up there with the white binding? You see what it says? There's a lot of them. Yeah. So, top shelf it says Mormon doctrine. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> don't tell me I don't know what you believe. I've yeah. read all of your books. They're all highlighted. <laughs> They've got tabs in them. <laughs> My books. Don't tell me. Yeah. You, you know. So anyway, so you would bring up with folks. Yeah. And they, they really just don't know what what they believe. Yeah. They are they can go every Sunday. They can mm -hmm. be a, They can be in 
and the priesthood. Yeah. They can do all that stuff. Uh, young women's society, name yeah, it, right? Sure. They play the part. Mm -hmm. But as far as really defending and getting to know your beliefs, that's also part of the reason young men go on a mission. Because that's where you get the training to defend your faith. Right. So they want everyone to go through that course so they that do. you can stand strong and never back down from Mormonism. Now, remember, they only have to stand strong against, you know, 95% of the Christians that also don't know what they believe. Sure. You're right? only dealing with a few people that actually know the Bible well enough to challenge right. your Mormon beliefs. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, so if I you bring it. the right literature and the right yeah. verbiage in, mm -hmm. all of a sudden people are like, you, you, people that were baptized be like, oh man, yeah, I want my own planet. <laughs> you, that, that sounds amazing. Sure. You know, yeah. and, and I, I know people that say, have professed their faith in Christ that have turned Mormon. No kidding. Yeah. I know. And I just, that's mind boggling to me. Yeah. Cause you came from it. I did. Yeah. See in the same way I came from Catholicism and the idea that any born again Christian could ever end up going to the Catholic church blows my mind. You and I have a friend Yeah. that did that. Yeah. Oh yeah. I know. And it, and it's still in there. Right. And it's like, buddy, have you ever read the Bible? Oh my like gosh. Like one time? Right. You know, cover to cover, just once, just like once. any other book you do. Okay. There is no way you can wind up in either of those groups and say, oh yeah, this is what God wants. This makes total sense. It is so off the wall, different from the Bible. It's mind numbing. So here's what I think. I believe most people would rather be in tradition mm -hmm. than be true to the text. Absolutely. People want to be comfortable. Yep. They want to feel like they're a part of something. And if they're in a group where they're happy and it feels religious-y, that's good enough. Right. Yep. And Absolutely. Let me ask you this, because this is something that I've dealt with <clears throat> uh, with talking to Catholics before. One of the ideas, the unspoken consequence of you rejecting Mormonism and getting saved by the blood of Jesus Christ means that every single person in that Mormon church that you have ever known is wrong and they are not on their way to heaven because they believe that their good works are getting them there. That is correct. And that is something everyone has to face. And it is hard to swallow, especially <clears throat> if you are that card carrying Mormon that lives in Utah and every single person you've ever known is Mormon including your grandparents who you love and who have died and passed on. The idea that you would walk away from that and say, Jesus is the only way and I am now saved. And what I used to believe I reject, there is a very heavy implication that a lot of people don't want to accept. Right. So one more thing that makes, imagine, imagine you are just lost in the world, right? You're, and mm -hmm. you come into Mormonism yeah. and your family's been a train wreck for generations. Yeah. And all of a sudden you find out that you can make sure that your grandma and grandpa get to go to heaven because you can get baptized for them in the Mormon church. Yep. So they can get added to the Mormon church. Right. Post-mortem. Right. And wind up. Even though heaven. the Bible says you are to die, but once, once and are judged. Yeah. <clears throat> right. Yeah. We don't believe They're, that as Mormons. Yeah. Yeah, because you didn't get appointed. to hear the gospel. Yep. It's not your fault. Sure. Even though, well, we can go into scripture yeah, about how yeah, it's yeah, all yeah. written on your heart. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's the same reason I know that God was real as a child, small mm -hmm. child. Sure. So, um, but yeah, can you imagine being that guy, being 
yeah, being told those things, why wouldn't you want to join that group to ensure that? Of course, the funny thing is, even if you didn't baptize your, you know, great, great grandmother for the dead, someone else did. You would hope so. Yeah, because they have roles and they're literally going through, you know, the genealogies of the entire planet. I can't prove this. Yeah. But I bet you if I went, if I was still an LDS member Mm -hmm. and I said, hey, I want to make sure my my mom was saved. Sure. They would let me do it because even if somebody did, I yeah. bet you they would let me. Now I can't prove that would be true, but yeah, I have a feeling that they would, that would, that would pass. Sure. And I don't want to get out my tinfoil hat. I have it in the drawer here, but I could get it out if you wanted to talk about the, um, the records that they have of genealogies of every man that stored under a mountain. Okay, kept very secure, mm-hmm. and they add to it continually. Because they want to make sure that they get to baptize for the dead every single person on earth. Yep. Okay. <clears throat> they they take it seriously. They Very believe serious. that that is going to take care of everybody. Okay. You have a Mormon friend out there. I do. This is hypothetical. Stop talking. Oh, okay, just don't, don't, don't make me mute your microphone. This is a monologue. Okay. Oh, I'll, Please I'll read take a nap. the room. Okay. You have a Mormon friend out there. You want them to get saved because you're a Christian and you love them. What do they need to hear from you? What would you want to tell them if they were listening? That I love them right where they're at. Okay. First and foremost, um, as a Mormon, you're attacked outside of the Mormon. I mean, you get made fun of all the time. Oh, you're a Mormon. Oh, you're a Mormon. Sure. Oh, yeah. They don't even speed. Yeah. Like, you're right. You can't even drink a pop. What's yeah. the matter with you? Yeah. Can't even so, have regular coffee. Yeah. So they're outside of that um, group. Mm-hmm. You really are judged a lot as a Mormon. So you, I would want to make sure that my friend knows that I love them and I care about their eternal well-being. Yeah. And that's really what it is. And then I would just continue to share the gospel with them just Mm -hmm. the same way that that pastor shared the gospel with me. Yeah. Cause the gospel preaches Yeah, no matter what religion you are, where you're at. Mm -hmm. Um, and then hit that grace versus works and really what it means and ask them how many good works do you have to do as a Mormon to get in there? Sure. And when is it enough? Yeah. When do you fall? When do you gain it back? Mm -hmm. You know, just, just stuff that really makes them scratch their head and go, um, um, I don't know. Sure. Because that's the issue with any group. And keep in mind, you and I both know Christian groups that believe that even after you get saved, you can lose your salvation through sin. And the natural question is, well, which sin? How much of it? Right. And what happens after that? And how do you get it back? And how do you know when you've lost it? Oh, you can just walk away from it. Yeah. I mean, there's so many false ideas out there that... um, people battle with and the 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 questions are um intuitive you know and it's the same way for a mormon if you have to do works to get to heaven how many do you have to do Mm -hmm. and when do you know that it's enough and when do you know that your salvation is secure i'm assuming mormonism cannot believe in eternal security well boy that's tough they do because you get to go to heaven Sure. Well, okay, but right? everybody does, right? Right. But that is your eternal security. Mm-hmm. And they'll and they'll preach it to like, mm-hmm. man, even if you only make it here. Oh, it's so, it's so much, much better, better than here. Yeah. It's so much better than what you're living now. Mm-hmm. So I mean, we want you 
You want you we here. We want you in the top one. Right. We want you there. But, but if you can if only you get mid-level. Gosh, you got to, you're, you're still, still, yeah. I mean, that's going to be pretty You'll good. serve us. Yeah. But, <laughs> <laughs> but we'll be nice about it. Right. And treat you with dignity. <laughs> yeah. Three hot meals and a cot, right? <clears throat> oh, brother. Okay. So <clears throat> now you're a Christian. And uh, what do you do as a Christian now, Darren? What's your life like? Busy. Mm-hmm. busy um outside of i come to your house on fridays mm-hmm. i host my own bible study on wednesdays mm-hmm. which your dear mother attends mm-hmm. um which always makes me nervous really always that my mom shows up oh yeah why would that make you nervous i'm like my gosh man i better impress her <laughs> <laughs> oh come on she carries a little bit away with her man i <laughs> really? feel like she's like the matriarch Right. Like she is for your family. Right. She's the last surviving member of my family. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I just, I very much vie for your mom's approval. Okay. Oh man. (laughs) I know. You you have it. She loves you. She absolutely loves you. Good. But, um, she probably likes you more than me. I have no, she's told me. Yeah. I have no doubt. Yeah. Yeah. I have no doubt. Yeah. Oh, that Patrick. Yeah. 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 I disappoint her regularly. He won't play pickleball with me. (laughs) I do now. Yeah, as of yesterday. No, we, well, as the last couple months. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry that being self-employed with six kids that we homeschool has kind of gotten in the oh, way. Here we go. Everybody's got excuses. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, that train. <clears throat> so so I teach a Bible study on my, uh, on Wednesday nights at my house. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm. You go to church. I go, obviously you go to go a to Sunday church. school class. I go to Sunday school. And you give the gospel to folks when you can, you know? Yeah. Um, so. It's been a good month. Yeah, Darren, you know, texted me a couple times in the last, I don't know, week, couple two weeks, weeks yeah. you know, about people that he got to see and give the gospel to and lead to the Lord. So, you know, it's encouraging. Um, you know, if you do that for like, I don't know, 20 more years, God might just forgive you for all your past Mormonism. I doubt you know, it because so. I still deny Joseph Smith. <laughs> I got to save a lot of people in order to get to get to get, to get over that hump. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. But anyway, it's uh, it's great to hear a little bit of your story. I know there are folks from that are in the Mormon church that might be struggling with some of the same things that you were, and I hope this does help some of them. Um, we, you know, I, I, at times I wonder, like, you know, oh, I feel bad because you know we were making light of some of their beliefs and everything, and I, I, I get that. I'm sorry, but you know when you make up stuff and it's not in the Bible, like. That it's going to get poked fun of, you know, we all make fun of Tom Cruise and his Scientology. You know, we make fun of the Jehovah's witnesses and some of the crazy stuff that they believe in and the entire unsaved world makes fun of us. Christians. I was going to just say that. Yeah. Oh, I was man. like, we could make fun of all the time. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's just the, it's just the way of the world, but I can tell you that every one of my friends who is LDS, I do love them. I want them to be saved. I want them to be in heaven. And, you know, I just hope that um, my prayers are answered and that happens because I do pray for them a lot. And I have spoken to them and sometimes it goes really well and other times it goes less well and they get upset, you know, and that's not the intention. But um, hopefully some fruit is going to be born from, you know, the conversations. Any uh, last words you want to add in before we uh, call it for the night? Just that don't let your pride stand in the way of the truth. Don't let tradition stand in the way of finding out what really matters, what the Bible really says. Because out of all my Mormon friends, the pride comes first. Yeah. I can't be wrong. I, I've, been, I've been told this my whole life. I can't be wrong. Mm-hmm. I just don't think that you can really live until you've 
known that you're wrong and can make that, you know, change from that. Thomas Jefferson used to say, uh, challenge everything, even the very existence of God. Right. And the reason he said that was because at the time that was something that no one challenged. That was a foregone conclusion that God is real. So what he was saying <clears throat> was anything that you believe, you should be able to sit down and objectively take a look at it and challenge it. And if it is true, it's going to come out the other side just fine. But you have to be willing to do it. There shouldn't be anything that is beyond what we are willing to challenge. Right. You know, and I love talking to atheists and agnostics. I love talking to, you know, Mormons and Jehovah's Witnesses and having them try to change my mind. Because honestly, if what I have isn't the truth, then, you know, they're going to change my mind one day. You know, I, I don't see an issue with that. Um, I would never tell someone not to read anti-Christian literature, you know, because if Jesus is the Messiah, if he truly is the Christ, well, then go ahead and read it. It's not going right. to, you're not going to be right. run by it. You know, if God is real and the Bible is true, I don't have to worry about that because guess what? My faith is going to be challenged all over the place all the time. So it's going to fall sooner or later. So if it's nonsense, well, then just get out the anti-Christian book and let's have a look at it and, you know, face it head on. I agree. And if more people really studied prophecy, yeah. no matter what your Christian sect might be or called, yeah. man, I think that would bring a lot of people back to Christ. Yeah. Oof. Didn't make believers. Unbelievable. Out. Yeah, it's coming. All right. Well, I just want to thank everybody for getting on here and listening to us as we talked about a story from an ex-Mormon, my friend Darren uh, McGowan, and his journey um, uh, in and then out of the Christian church, finding Jesus Christ and getting saved. So, Darren, we appreciate you coming, and uh, hopefully we'll have you back and we can talk about something else someday. Sounds good. Okay, man. Have a good night, everybody. Thanks.